Well, Merry Christmas and welcome to another episode of the Open Bible Podcast, where we bring Bible truths to basic principles. I'm your host, Richard Moses, and today we continue a series called Happiness During Hectic Holidays. And today's topic is why Christians should celebrate Christmas in a wonderful way. Again, if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter at The Open Bible Pod and check us out on YouTube at The Open Bible Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest in studio with Pastor and I, and that is Pastor Brian Sams from the River City Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida. So without further ado, folks, let's get into today's episode. All right, guys. It's exciting to be here in studio today. We've yep. got the one and only Pastor Brian Sams. Well, it's good to be here. And I got to tell you, why should Christians celebrate Christmas? I think the easiest answer to that is for all that awesome music like we just heard. Oh, that's good. Um, Christmas music is the greatest thing in the world. In fact, we love it so much we start in about um, July or okay. so at our house. So we love Christmas. And for the Christian, it certainly is special. Yes, for the Christian that that loves Christmas music. One of those great <laughs> old hymns of the faith is uh, the Jackson Five, I Saw Gra uh, Ma Mama Kissing Santa Claus. Oh, Amen. Oh, that's, yeah. I mean, that's a top five theology hit for sure. Yeah, right? and then you've got um, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. That is exactly the one I was... Just yeah, because that reindeer was trampling sin out. Yep. Oh, that's yep. right. Yeah. Hey, man. Focus wasn't right. Obviously. All right. So, <laughs> so my job, my job in the podcast is to keep the conversation moving. So today we're so thankful to have Brian Sands with us in studio and church family. Um, if you don't know Brian Sands and his ministry, check him out online. Yes. Brian, where can they find you? Uh, so River City Baptist Church is our uh, church website. You can go to our sermon page there and, and subscribe to the church podcast where our sermon are featured and then also um i podcast personally at the brian sams podcast okay. briansams.com and then of course on twitter at brian sams and uh on facebook at pastor brian sams which is my public page awesome awesome if you never heard this guy preach um he's actually in town this weekend for our recharge youth conference yeah and you know it feels like christmas up here um because <laughs> yeah. I, I i live in florida right we landed in philadelphia today and my daughter who's 13 she's with me and we opened up the window on the airplane and she said a dad is every other place in the world like this <laughs> it was rainy it was cold and and yeah. i said well we're just thankful we live in florida amen so amen but uh, we are glad to be here, thankful for the, the opportunity, Pastor, to, to speak to your young people in your church. And it's always a joy to fellowship with like-minded believers around the Word of God. Absolutely. So, Christian, today we're talking about why Christians should celebrate Christmas. Why is it important? And today we're going to talk about a, a specific doctrine in the Word of God. Um, and that doctrine is this... this uh, I messed up, guys. I'll cut this part out. Today, we're going to talk about the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. And so the virgin birth of Jesus Christ is something that, as Christians, we hold to very near and dear to our hearts. So, Pastor, why don't you open up with some scripture today um, that we can springboard off of, and uh, let's see where this conversation goes. Well, you can take a look in Luke chapter 2, and that's really the, the famous uh, portion of uh, where it talks about the virgin birth of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, I said Luke 2. I met in Luke 1. Um, yeah, that, that, that would help out. We get the right, maybe I, maybe I ought to, uh, get the, uh, Bible in front of me. That, that might help, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, there we go. And, uh, in, in Luke chapter one, where it, it talks to us about, you see, 
Um, Mary, and you can take a look in verse 38. Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. So what, was, what, what were they talking about there? It was talking about that uh, Jesus Christ was going to be born of a virgin. Mm -hmm. Take a look, if you will, in verse 30, it says, and, and the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Yes. And, and that's, that's the, that is really the launching point for us in yeah. understanding some of the doctrine of the virgin birth. Absolutely. Brian, why don't you tell us today, why, as a Christian, why do we hold this dear, and why is it so important to our faith? That's significant. I mean, you think about it. If a woman is having a baby, that's not news, mm -hmm. okay? But a woman who has never been with a man that is having a baby, that is headline news. Amen. And that's actually exactly what happens in Luke chapter number one. In fact, uh, this this story where Gabriel comes to Mary, he is telling her before she knew mm -hmm. that she was going to be the mother of the Son of God, the Messiah of Israel. It's super significant. In fact, I want to read the verse right after Pastor stopped in verse 32, where it says, He shall be great, and he shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And listen to this, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. Mm -hmm. This was a promise that the God from eternity past was going to be born in and through the womb of a virgin to become man and fully God, fully man. He was going to die on the cross, rise from the dead for our sins, and then he was going to rule and reign forever. So as uh, one eloquent preacher said, God has no predecessors and God has no successors. Mm -hmm. Here we find the king of the universe coming to earth, being born in a supernatural way for the sins of, uh, to ultimately die for the sins of mankind and, and establish his reign over the entire world, not just for here and now, but forever and ever. And really to answer your question, there are three significant things about the virgin birth. And I'll just give them to you real quick. Okay. Number one, the virgin birth is the word of God fulfilled. Mm. Isaiah 7, 14 is a promise from Isaiah that a virgin, not just a young woman, but mm -hmm. a virgin. And there are other places like Matthew 1 that are very clear that it wasn't just a young woman. It was a woman who was espoused, but she was not married, and her marriage had not consummated physically, so she was literally a virgin. Yeah. So that promise fulfilled is significant. Why is the virgin birth significant? Because if it's not true, God's word is not true, right. and that's a problem. Secondly, it highlights the supernatural. Mm. Uh, it shows us that this story of the gospel is, in fact, supernatural. In fact, one man said it like this. The story of the virgin birth is at the beginning of the life of Jesus as a supernatural act. It's almost like a sign that, that God put up and said, from the beginning to the ending, from eternity past to eternity future, this is a supernatural gospel. Absolutely. And if you can't buy it here... <clears throat> There's no reason reading any further mm -hmm. because it's going to be filled with the miraculous and the supernatural, yeah. and, and that's our God. And thirdly, I would just simply say it reinforces the fact that um, our salvation is not a work of the flesh. Mm -hmm. There was no uh, act of human flesh here that produced Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It was a work of the Holy Spirit. It was a miracle of God, just like our salvation is. And I think for those three reasons, um, the virgin birth 
is significant. I also believe that it shows the holiness of God in a very miraculous way because God did not come out of sin, nor did he ever sin, nor did he, uh, you know, the reason that we have childbirth the way that we do is because of sin. And God said, I'm going to, I'm going to take all that away and I'm going to miraculously make this happen. And so it really highlights the supernatural. Like you said, the holiness of God, it really puts out a place, us at a place as believers where we should be in awe of who God is because no, no woman ever has allowed this to happen to herself. Only God intervening could do this to a woman. And that is why the virgin birth is so integral to our faith. Why, why would it be important for somebody who believes God for salvation to believe God for the virgin birth as well? Well, I think if, if one part of the gospel story is errant or fictitious, it would lead you to believe that other parts of it could be. Absolutely. The fact Mm -hmm. is, Jesus, the Gospels tell us plainly that the story of Jesus is a historical, factual story, and every part of it is historical, factual, and accurate. If you deny the virgin birth because it's so supernatural, Mm -hmm. then how would you not deny the resurrection, Mm -hmm. which is also absolutely supernatural? So to deny it on the basis of that it's questionable as far as nature is concerned, then you would actually have to die. You would have to, you would have to deny all of the life of Jesus because Mm -hmm. in fact, all of it defies the natural because Jesus was in fact, supernatural. Well, if you take a look at, um, really from the very beginning, the the virgin birth, um, was the foundation for a high view of Christology. I mean, when you, I mean, without the virgin birth, how can you have the proper view of, of, Christology. So that, that doctrine is key in underlining uh, and supporting that. You look at, you can look down throughout history through the church fathers. You can see that there was just totally, def- they, they totally defended that. And every single time somebody tried to attack that um, uh, doctrine, uh, they, they, they withstood that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so I think for us as believers, we, we have to be grounded in the fact that Jesus Christ was uh was born of a virgin yeah um, just like you said because everything uh flows out of that right and the practical uh, application beyond that is in verse 38 or for verse 37 as as mary is responding in disbelief and the angel look at this in verse 37 for with god nothing shall be impossible yep. mm-hmm. i mean how many times have we <clears throat> used that rightly so 100 to encourage people God is able and God can. And I always love to tether it to its context. If God can bring forth a child Mm -hmm. into the womb of a woman who has never been with a man, then he can do anything. And that's the power of verse number 37. All right, Brian, we're going to ask one more question today. But before we do that, we do something on all of our podcasts that you're going to have to listen to today. Are you ready for this? Yes, sir. I'm ready. Okay, here we go. All right, folks, it's that time on our podcast again. It's the Rich and Riddell Minute, where we just talk about normal life things and all the things Rich and Riddell. So, Pastor, we're you know, like two weeks away from Christmas. Yes. Do you have any idea what you're going to get Desiree for Christmas? Uh, no, she orders all her own stuff. Oh, so you just give, I her, just give her money. You just give her the card and say, yep. do your thing. Do your, and now, does she buy you gifts, or do you do that for yourself? I already well? know what I got. I got a Visconti fountain pen. Oh, very fancy, very fancy. Yes. Pastor, I have another question. What are you getting me for Christmas? Um, 
a secure job. Oh, praise the Lord. I need one of those. I need one of those. Um, okay, now, last question. Do you, this is very important because we're in Jersey, a lot of big families yeah, here, okay? Yeah. So do you buy a, a present for every member of the family or do you just buy for like the immediate family? Immediate family. Immediate family yeah. and that's it. So for right. what we do, Elena's one of eight, I'm one of four, we buy for everybody. Oh my. And that's not because we have to. It's I better get you a raise It's then. because I want to because I am a giver. That's I, what I am. You are. I'm I, a giver. I got to get you a raise then. That's oh. what I'm going to secure for you. I, I'm not asking for anything. I know, I'm but, very well taken yeah, but, care of. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That's been the Richard Riddell Minute, folks. We love all of you, and Merry oh, Christmas. Boy. Why does he put me through this? All right, that was the Richard Riddell Minute today. And uh, Okay, Brian, so we're talking about the... Um, the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. If you're just hopping in, maybe you paused us and skipped over the Richard Riddell minute like some of you do every time. Um, we're talking about the virgin birth. We talked about the supernatural, the holiness, the blessing that it is. Now, let me ask you this, um, especially for the area of the country that we're in. It's a very staunchly Catholic area of the country. So tell us the role that Mary played in the virgin birth. Um, did she have any significance in it and uh, and um, where she falls in this whole story of Christmas? Well, absolutely she had significance because she was chosen by God to be the one that brought forth the Messiah. So, mm -hmm. I mean, the angel even says to her, you are highly favored, you mm -hmm. are blessed, you are chosen by God. But I think it's the same kind of significance any of us would bear that we have been chosen by God you know, to be saved, to be his disciples and so mm -hmm. on and so forth. But interestingly enough, she responds in verse 46 by magnifying Christ. Mm. But then I love my favorite, my favorite answer to this question for anybody that would be potentially Roman Catholic and listening, those that frankly worship Mary mm -hmm. as if she is um, the key feature, mm -hmm. uh, if you will, of the story, of, of yeah. the story mm -hmm. and so, in some cases of the faith. When the, when the, when the, in Matthew chapter number two, when, when the wise men came, the Bible says they entered into the place where Mary and Joseph and the baby were, and the Bible says they fell down and worshipped him. Yep. Mm, mm. There's no such thing as Mary worship in the Bible. 100%. Yeah, and so that's really good. you know from the very beginning that salvation was not of Mary, that she was simply an instrument that God used, and that the worship was to be of Jesus. In fact, just a little later on, when they would take Jesus to the temple to dedicate him, just shortly after he was born, he goes to Simeon. Mm -hmm. And they, they hand him to Simeon, and Simeon holds up the baby and says, Mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Salvation mm -hmm. has never been in a, in a program. It's never been in a church. It's never been in any other human. It's been in that baby who later became a, obviously a man and died, shed his blood, and rose again. So Mary, although she was significant in being chosen by God, it was what she, who she bore mm. that was the real centerpiece of the story. Man, that was a fantastic answer. Pastor, anything you would add to that? Uh, amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. No, that's I, I, really I, good. I just let really me comment is. on the minute with, with uh, Pastor there. I got to tell you, when, when you said, um, are you going to buy me anything for Christmas? <laughs> that's exactly what I, in my mind, I said, well, you've got a job. <laughs> Man, great. man, this is great. I'm glad yeah. you guys think alike. Yeah. That's hey, that's, hey, that happens I'm, to you when you become a lead pastor. Hey, I'm thankful for. I am thankful for the job I have. Very yeah. thankful. Amen. Praise Amen the Lord. Hey, um, we are so thankful, Brian, that you were here today. Yes. Tell us a little bit about what your family does for Christmas, real quick. Maybe yeah. one big tradition. Well, our, you know, we we have my my wife's family's in Kansas City. My 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 family's in West Virginia, and what, what we've done is we have rotated. We do every other Christmas at, okay. at the mm -hmm. one. This year's in Kansas City. And now I have five kids. Wow. 
Wow. So this is the first time I've thought about traveling. And believe it or not, we're flying. <laughs> oh, my. This time. Come on now. Five kids, three, you know, we got 13, eight, three, two, and one. And really, the, I guess the one thing we do as a, as a family out at my, my wife's family's house is her brother has a, a large piece of property. We always go out there, ride four-wheelers, mm. do, you know, do fires and have a kind of a traditional meal out there. And then our gift exchange, we put everybody's name kind of in a hat before Christmas, and we all draw a name. Mm-hmm. And that's really tough for me because we have the most kids. Mm-hmm. So I've got, you know, we're the ones that have to buy seven mm-hmm. gifts for all these, mm-hmm. you know, people, mm-hmm. it, which is fine. But the, the, it's just a nice way to do something nice for somebody while also not feeling the burden yeah. to have to buy for all these other kids right. and all these other siblings. And we just love the fellowship, man. We love, oh, yeah. we love Kansas City. We love the cold time at Christmas. We love the snow, the four-wheelers, the... The ham, turkey, all the stuff that we get to do. More importantly than that, all of her family, are they're all saved. Amen. Oh, that's um, awesome. That's great. That's awesome. And some of them are serving in ministry. It's, it's really, frankly, just a, a wonderful uh, fellowship time. So, Well, we're so excited, and uh, we're thankful that we could have you here today. Um, would you do us a favor? Sometimes we do this with our guests. Would you just pray for all the people that are listening today? Um, pray for their Christmas, that they would be uh, blessed, and then we'll wrap up today's podcast. Sure. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you for the Lord Jesus. Thank you for this precious truth that we were able to discuss just for a few minutes. And the truth is, Lord, uh, we could talk about this forever. Mm. It's so glorious and wonderful. Thank you for this good church and the people that will be with their friends and family at this season. I pray that there will be gospel opportunities. I pray for some of them that are going to go through very difficult seasons. There's probably somebody listening. This will be their first Christmas without somebody that they love. Mm. I pray that you'd encourage them. I pray that you'll be with them. I pray that they'll have sweet memories and look forward to glad reunion days. And then I pray, Lord, uh, that the time will be restful and joyful and that it won't be filled with selfishness and greed mm-hmm. and, and, and the complexities and busyness, but that we will truly rest and reflect upon the greatest gift ever given. For these things we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode today of the Open Bible Podcast. We've been listening to a conversation about the virgin birth of Jesus Christ with Pastor Brian Sams. You can check him out on everywhere you use social media as well as at the Brian Sams Podcast. If you had a question about anything that you heard today, you can email us at podcast at openbiblenj.org as well as send us a message on Twitter at the Open Bible Pod. We'll see you next week when we continue to bring Bible truths to basic principles.